Welcome to iHope. We're here to bring encouragement and comfort from the Bible so that you can have a more hope-filled life. We are so glad you joined us here today, and we invite you to embark on this journey of discovery of the power of God's Word and how it can shape our lives each day. So listen in and join us as we explore how the Bible can provide hope and direction in our lives. Hey, welcome back to I Hope. It's Pastor Ryan joined again with uh, Pastor Charlie. Hey there, everybody. And we're uh, excited to jump into our last podcast for um, the book of Acts. And there are so many passages here to dive into, uh, but unfortunately, we do not have the uh, the time this month to dive into it all. But I want to encourage you to kind of look through the, ch- the chapters, uh, like in Acts chapter 17 and 18, as uh, the idea of of finding hope through difficult situations. And that's not what we're going to be talking about today, but I want to encourage you to dive in there. You you find uh, Paul and Silas uh, finding themselves in prison, and uh, which we can all agree would be a very discouraging uh, season, a discouraging time. Um, but then you see that through that, they had faithfulness, which then brought hope to other people. Um, you see the Philippian jailer getting saved. Then he goes to the house and they're their fa- his family gets saved and accepts Christ and, and becomes Christ followers. Which often, uh, if you if you read the history of the book of, of uh, the Church of Philippi, uh, the Philippian jailer is one of the, the the church starters at that time. One of the key um, one of the key uh, church members that helped start that church there. Um, but right after that, uh, they go to Thessalonica. And at Thessalonica, it says that it, that they turned the whole world upside down in, in, the, in that area, having like a, a a revival. But on the tail end of that revival, they then get sent out of the city and chased out, uh, fleeing for their lives. Um, just there's a repeated, re- repeating theme in Acts that a lot of difficult things happen to Paul, uh, shipwrecks, um, uh, sicknesses, snake bites, different things that often are are can we could see as discouraging, defeating, um, but we always see that God has a plan and he works it out and his glory is shown. Um, so I want to encourage you to look through those passages, uh, but today we're going to be looking at the idea of hope in the midst of our failures. And as we look at the Apostle Paul, often in our church context, we we, we view Paul as almost this super Christian, which I think when we look at the word, he, like, he was used in such a powerful way that, yeah, I would, I would put him up there as, a, as a, a faithful super Christian, but we have to remind ourselves that he was still human. Yeah. Um, that he, he still made mistakes, and we're going to see here in the book of Acts where he started to live or make decisions not based off the Holy Spirit, but off of after his own desires. But the encouragement here, um, kind of what we're going to be uh, discussing here, is is that we can still find hope even in the midst of our own failures, that God still is going to work and, and to, to use those circumstances. So uh, Charlie, he's going to... Um, look at these and give you some context uh, with these passages as we dive into that topic. Yeah, so if you were to go to Acts chapter 20, um, in verse 16, it says that Paul had determined to sail by Ephesus because he would not spend the time in Asia. For if he hasted, if he hurried, it were possible for him to be at Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. Now, uh, why Paul was going back to Pentecost, I'm not sure, but he did want to go back to Jerusalem. He did want to have influence there with the Jewish culture that, of course, he was raised in and that he was a, a great part of early on in life. And so he decided that he wanted to go back to Jerusalem. 
and he wanted to go at this point. So he was going to basically zoom, zoom through a bunch of these cities. And you can kind of track that. He goes there. He was at ASOS whenever he decided that. He goes to Miletus. And in verse 22 of chapter 20, he says, And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save or accept that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying, The bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count on my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And then he goes on to say, um, he's going to Jerusalem, and there's nobody who's going to stop him. Hmm. Now, these verses are ones that I've heard many sermons preached on. Um, you know, I, I'm going to go, and I don't count my life dear unto myself. I'm a living sacrifice. And while all those things are true and good, in the right circumstances, yeah, this is not the right circumstance. He's going bound in the Spirit. Now, if you were to look in your Bible, it says, And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit. But that S is not capitalized. Mm. It's not the Holy Spirit. It's His His Spirit. Which I think that God, that He gives us an intellect, and that's what makes us different from animals. Like, we can think for ourselves. We're mm-hmm. rational beings. And so, being bound in your Spirit to do something is not a wrong thing except for when God tells you not to do that. Yeah, thing. when it goes against the spirit, big S. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So then he fast forwards, he goes through a few more cities, he gets to Tyre in chapter 21. He says in verse 4, or Luke writes this, In finding disciples, we tarried there seven days, who said to Paul through the spirit. That's not their spirit, that is the spirit, mm. the Holy Spirit, capital S, that he should not go up to Jerusalem. In no uncertain terms, Paul is outside of God's will if he continues towards Jerusalem. But we saluted the brethren and abode with them one day, and they went to Caesarea. Hmm. And they continued the journey towards there. And then there's another man that we see um, named Agabus, and he bound his own hands and feet, and he said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owns the skirtle. He grabs Paul's jacket, basically. He ties up his own hands and feet with it, and he says, This is going to be you if you go to Jerusalem. But verse 13, chapter 21, he says, Then Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and to break my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. People are ready to die for Jesus, but what about living for Jesus? Yeah. And when he would not be persuaded, we ceased. Everybody gave up at this point, saying the, the will of the Lord be done. You know, if it's God's will that he gets carried up and whatever, then okay. Hmm. We're not going to argue against Paul because, like we talked about just a second ago, he is a super Christian. And if anyone's in touch with, with God's will, then it's got to be Paul. But that's not always true. And what happens is he gets to Jerusalem in verse 17 and then we see the fallout from that point forward. Of course, uh, he goes in, and they arrest him, and then he gets carried away by um, by the Romans, and he's actually protected from the Jews by the Romans. And then he's in, um, imprisoned again in different ways, house arrest, and then eventually he begins his journey over towards Rome itself. And that's, of course, you know, that's when he's shipwrecked, and there's the snake bite, and then... Um, you see some, kind of these consequences for his yeah. his decision... And, you know, I think that's, there's a, there's a good talking point there. And I think so often, and it's almost a little scary to think that oftentimes we might have our own desires and passions to, Mm. that are, that are, that are good. Like 
that that may even be biblical, but they're not what God wants. Yeah, you know, like hey, I want I want to be a missionary to Hawaii. Is that a, is that a great thing? Like that's an honor. I like would love hey, that. yeah, that, would that be fantastic? But is that God's will? You know, I, if I if I say I'm going to preach the gospel in Hawaii, that'd be fin- phenomenal. I'd be on the beach. It'd be it'd be great. My spirit would be like that's awesome. But if I'm not doing it for the if I'm not following the Lord's leading it's not the right thing to do. Yeah. So it's doing the right thing, doing the, the right thing, but with the, with good intentions, but it's not the right thing. Yeah. If, if you make the wrong choice, you can always go back, but you can't undo the choice. Hmm. And that's exactly what happened to Paul. He could have stopped going to Jerusalem, but he didn't. He continued moving forward. He should have stopped going to Jerusalem, but he continued moving forward. He gets to Jerusalem and he even was on the cusp of being freed. Remember that? Because he appealed. He wanted to go to a higher court and appear before Caesar himself. And Herod even said, you know what? I'd be okay with that, except you appealed. Hmm. I was ready to free you. And Paul, yet again in his determination to go to Rome, uh, which remember was even God's plan way back in the the beginning, because whenever... um, in Acts chapter 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Acts 9, he says, I will show Paul the great and many things which he'll suffer for my name. Yeah, yeah. And then he says in a second that he will appear before Jews and Gentiles, but also before kings. Herod, Caesar, both like Herod being the, the regent king mm. of Israel, like that, that area of Roman captivity, but then Caesar himself, Nero would be one that Paul would stand behind or stand before later on in time. Hey guys, it's Charlie and you already know that we don't run any ads and the only way that we grow this podcast is through word of mouth. So if you wouldn't mind, just ask yourself if someone you know would learn from or enjoy our podcast. And now that you have that someone in your mind, take 30 seconds to hit the three dots at the top of your screen to hit share episode. Text it to him and get back to listening. And then he writes when he's in this captivity there in Rome. He finally makes a journey. He arrives there, and he writes back to Philippi, that city that actually he was imprisoned in. And now he's writing to them after he left them. Um, And he writes from a jail cell in chapter 1, verse 12. Mm -hmm. He says, But I would, or I wish, I will, that you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. So you might have been frustrated with my decisions. Um, You might have heard down the grapevine that I was going and that I chose to go to Jerusalem despite what God was saying. But the things that happened to me as a result of my incorrect actions, my improper motivations, they still worked out for the furtherance of the gospel. And that's what we're talking about today. There's all kinds of decisions we can make. Mm -hmm. But God works despite us. Yeah. Now, sometimes he uses us, and sometimes we make the right choices, and of course that works. If I'm called a pastor in Hawaii and I go to Hawaii, that is a good choice. Yeah. If I'm not called to go to Hawaii and I still pastor to Hawaii, I might have done the wrong thing, but the gospel is still powerful. Yeah. God's word still never returns void. And so people might come to know Jesus through my ignoring of what God has given me to do. And that's exactly what happened with Paul. Verse 13, he says, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace. Now, the palace would be Caesar's palace, Nero's palace, and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, this is the cool part, waxing or growing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak word without fear. 
they want to communicate the gospel because they've seen Paul go before them. Good. His bonds are scary. Yeah. The fact that he's going to be beheaded shortly after this letter was written, that's a it's a scary proposition. But despite his mistakes, God is still using him. Yeah, that's so it's it's such a refreshing reminder that God will even use our foolishness for the furtherance of the gospel. Yeah. And and as being humans, we we make so many foolish mistakes. We we make some good intention uh, uh good intentioned mistakes, but but at the end of the day, they're mistakes, but God can take that and make it into something awesome. And I love that, 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 that those verses you pointed out, that it says that even in my bonds, even in, in the, the falling out, the, the gospel's furthered. And then even when I experienced shipwrecks, even when I experienced the snake bite, even when I, I felt like I was in the lowest of points, um, you seeing me still be faithful, they are now encouraged. Yeah. And though he did make a mistake, though he had people warn him, you're going the wrong direction, you're going the wrong way, um, and he did make decisions outside of the will of God, God still uses that for his glory. Um, you know, Romans eight twenty eight, all things work together for good to those yeah. who love God and are called according to his purpose. And it gives me hope, understanding that God is a God of grace. You know, he's not a God that, that, that looked at Paul and put his, his arms across his chest and said, you, you were not supposed to go to Jerusalem, so now your, your ministry's over. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bless you. I'm not going to use you anymore. But instead, he was a God of grace and said, hey, hey, you went the wrong way. And look, there is some consequences. There's a little bit of uncomfortable seasons going on in your life because of consequences of, of your decision. But I'm still using you. And, and I'm, I'm encouraged that I pray that God continues that grace in my life that he shows Paul because even as a pastor, as a, as a parent, as a, as a husband, I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to make good intention decisions that are not, I, I, I wish it wasn't true, but probably not in my own will, in my own spirit. But God could still show grace and use that in spite of me. Yeah, and such a. I think that's such an encouragement to me reading this and, and seeing the, the testimony of Paul in these in this passage. What's cool to me too is that um, most of the mistakes I'm going to make in my life don't mean that I'm never going to be able to go where God has me again. For Paul, he got himself arrested and shipped across the world. I don't plan to make a mistake that's that big i don't plan to be so far out of god's will that i'm going to get arrested or you, you don't want to be a, a prison ministry or something not not that way no <laughs> work with rock of ages instead but the thing is paul made a really big mistake not just a little one he had been on three missionary journeys at this point some would call his journey to rome his fourth but really I think that was just God working through him despite the fact that he should be on a different missionary journey. Yeah. He should have been over in Asia or he should have been over in um you know some of those other Greek towns that we've all read about like Corinth. But he wasn't. Hmm. He was on a on a path to Rome and he was then in a cell and and he was writing with rats running around him. He wasn't where he should have been. And I don't think that any of the mistakes that most of our listeners or, or you and I are going to make are going to land us in a situation that's that far outside of where we should be. Mm. And yet God could use him. And even if we did make a mistake that big, God's mercies are new every day. Yeah. And those mercies are not only new every day, but the mercy itself for today is still infinite. Yeah, the song, Great is His Faithfulness, is not great as our faithfulness. 
Yeah. As great as his faithfulness. Exactly. And, and that's, he's faithful to his will, but he's also faithful to his children. Yeah. We don't have to be perfect because he is perfect for us. Mm-hmm. And the minute that we put that pressure on ourselves is the minute that we get outside of God's grace is the minute that we forget what he's done for us. He's done everything for us. He paid it all. Not some. Yeah. He paid it as long as we're in his will. No, he paid it all. And that is sins that I've uh, committed in the past. That's the sins that I will commit today. But that's also the sins that I will commit in the future, no matter how grand they are. Yeah. His, his grace is sufficient for me because we make a lot of mistakes and yeah. we need a grace that's sufficient. <laughs> yes. And I think Paul recognized that so much. And I think that inspired his faithfulness. Because I think there's a lot of times he could have been very discouraged um, being in prison. But I think continually seeing God's grace in his life and saying, God, I, I, I don't know if, if maybe Paul recognized his failure in this. But it, he continues to say, you know, you're, you're showing me grace. You know, I'm mm. still alive. I'm still having influence. I'm getting to places that I, I hey, th- this is not the way I would have taken it through prison to go into these, these, and <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be able to be invited that there was a revival and people were excited about Christianity. And so, uh, Caesar invites me in for dinner. That's probably was Paul's intention. I don't know, but instead now he's being brought there because he's in trial yeah. in prison, but yet that's still God's grace shown there. Um, his, his faithfulness to him. Um, what an encouragement from these passages. At the very end of the book, chapter four, um, he says he's he's giving a salutation, goodbyes, to the Philippian church, and the last time that they would probably ever hear from Paul, and he writes them, salute every saint in Christ Jesus. Verse twenty one, the brethren which are with me greet you. And verse twenty two says this, and this is the the bow on the package. All the saints salute you, chiefly or primarily, they that are of Caesar's household. It's not just those who are in the palace. It's Caesar's own family who came to know Jesus despite Paul's disobedience and through the deliverance of the gospel. And that's incredible. Just the last path, the, the second to last verse of Philippians, how he just says, uh, those that are saved in the household of, of, of Caesar. In, the, in spite of his mistakes, in spite of him following his, his own spirit and not the spirit of the Lord, God still um, used him and was able to get glory every step of the way. Hey, there's hope in our mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not be defeated in our mistakes, but let's rather find God's grace and mercy in our mistakes that will inspire our faithfulness to see what God's going to do. Yeah, for sure. I've been encouraged by our study this month. So. Yeah, it's been awesome. I, I love it, and I'm excited about um, the next, uh, the next series as we go in. And I hope you guys have been enjoying these. I hope, uh, podcasts joining in every week. Uh, make sure you, if you enjoy this, share it with somebody, let somebody know, yeah. uh, listen to the car, listen to it while you're commuting. Uh, we love for you to share the hope that we share here through God's word. We'll see you next week. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you've been encouraged by, I hope, why not share it with a friend or leave us a review until next week. God bless.